Journey with St. Paul, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. In this special 10 podcast series, Journey with St. Paul, the Greek Orthodox Christian Society takes you on a journey with the Apostle who evangelized the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles over the course of three missionary journeys from Jerusalem to Antioch and to Rome. This is The Journey with St. Paul. In the previous podcasts, we looked at St. Paul's background, his conversion, and his fervent attempts to begin preaching, which were met with suspicion by Christians and death threats by the Jewish authorities. We learned how his old friend Barnabas stretched out his hand and brought him into the church and enlisted him in the growth of the new Christian community at Antioch, and how the elders at Antioch prayed and fasted and appointed Barnabas and Paul to begin a missionary journey to bring the gospel message to other parts of the world. This missionary activity began in 47 AD and ended with Paul's death in 64 AD in Rome and was the main reason for the spread of Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. St. John Chrysostom, who loved St. Paul, once said, There are two kinds of priests. There are those whose world is their parish, and those whose parish is the world. St. Paul's parish was the world, and he reached out as far as he could go. Paul and Barnabas set sail with Mark John as their helper, and this journey lasted from about 46 to 48 AD. Their first stop was Cyprus, and then from there, they made their way to Perga in Bamphylia, the southern coast of present-day Turkey, where John left them to go back to Jerusalem. From this southern part of Turkey in Perga, they made their way to a place called Antioch in Pisidia. The journey from Perga to Antioch was long and uphill and hard. It was approximately a 200-kilometre journey. Imagine if you wanted to walk from Sydney to Bathurst. You would walk along flat country and then uphill to the Blue Mountains for two or three days, and then keep going on for another few days to reach Bathurst. This is how long it would have taken Paul and Barnabas to go from the coast up the mountains to Pisidia. When they reached Antioch in Pisidia, Paul became physically sick with the sickness that would plague him on and off throughout his life. Some say that it was malaria. Others say it was epilepsy. And yet... Others say it was migraines. We learn later in his letter to the Galatians that the people of Antioch were very attentive. And my trial which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject me, but you received me as an angel of God. They went to the synagogue and began preaching, and many received them, but they were removed from the city after the jealousy of some of the Jews rose up and a persecution broke out against Paul and Barnabas. They then travelled to Iconium, and taught in the Jewish synagogue, where a great number of Jews and Gentiles converted to the faith. But again, they had to leave soon after, as some of the Jews stirred up trouble for the two missionaries and devised a plot to remove them. Next was Lystra and Derb, where the Church of Galatia was planted. In Lystra they met Timothy as a young boy who lived with his widowed mother and grandmother. Their home became the centre of Paul and Barnabas's work in the area. Timothy's father had been a pagan, and his mother was Jewish. 
You can just imagine the young Timothy following Paul here and there, listening and absorbing everything that Paul and Barnabas said. In the years to come, Timothy was to be one of Paul's most valuable fellow workers. In Lystra, Paul heals a lame man and all the people become so excited because they think that the gods have visited them. They call Barnabas Zeus and they call Paul Hermes. In ancient mythology, Hermes is the herald and messenger. They called Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. Then the priests of Zeus prepared a special ceremony with all the people to make a sacrifice before them with oxen and garlands. When Paul reprimands them and tries to stop them, the crowd turns ugly. Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who had come there to stir up trouble for Paul, took advantage of the situation and persuaded the multitudes to stone Paul. And they dragged his body out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, Barnabas with some of the new Christians of Lystra lift Paul's battered body and take him to a house to recover. And the next day, they depart for Derby, about 60 kilometres from there. How hard must that journey have been, with a bruised and battered body that did not even have time to recover properly. In Derby, they continued with the same pattern of missionary work. They would begin preaching in the synagogues. Some of the Jews would accept the message, but most would reject it. Then the apostles would speak to the Gentiles, and many accepted the teachings of Christ and became Christian and the first Christian community in that area would be established. Seeing this growth, however, the Jews would stir up trouble among the general population and force Paul and Barnabas to leave the area. Leaving Derby, they travelled back to the places they had taught at in Lystra, Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the new Christian community and appointing elders in every church to establish the new Christian communities on firm ground. As the apostles spread the gospel throughout the whole world, they did not serve as bishops, that is, local leaders of any particular Christian community, but they ordained elders or bishops as they travelled throughout the empire and established local churches. The Church of Galatia was the first church established during Paul's missionary journeys. He was to visit them again and he wrote to them. He did not simply preach the gospel and then abandoned them, he continued to be interested in them, to build them up, to advise them, to worry about them. This is beautifully expressed in his letter to the Galatians, written some time after. The letter is full of pain and love, because the church of Galatia was being led astray by those who came after Paul, and tried to sabotage his teachings. This was done by telling the people that Paul was not a true apostle, and that he was misleading them, when he told them that they did not need to observe all the Jewish customs and rituals in order to be a Christian. O oh, foolish Galatians, he writes, remember what you have seen and heard and experienced, for as many as were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. He reminds them of the love they showed to him when he was there. For I bear you witness that if possible you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. And he pleads with them, My little children, for whom I labour in birth, again, until Christ is formed in you. And finally, he urges them not to succumb to a narrow-minded and legalistic faith, which he expresses so beautifully. There is 
neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. These few expressions from St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians give us a strong glimpse into the establishment of this first Christian community. It reveals powerful experiences of the Holy Spirit at work in the early church. Remember what you have seen and heard and experienced. And it expresses the moving love that existed between Paul and these first Christians. And you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. And my little children, for whom I labor in birth again. A moving testament of his fatherly love and of his spiritual fatherhood in general. He is not detached and impersonal in his missionary work. Rather, his heart is brimming over with love and concern, and he is intensely involved in their spiritual progress and their salvation. Paul's letter to the Galatians shows Paul's ability to grasp, as no other apostle, the essence and consequences of Christ's message, detaching it from narrow-minded legalism. You are all one in Christ, and as many as have been baptized in Christ have put on Christ. So finally, after three years, Paul and Barnabas returned to where they began in Antioch, and they reported all that God had done with them, and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. They stayed in Antioch for some time, but soon men began coming from Jerusalem to unsettle the new Christian communities by preaching that the Gentiles must be circumcised and observe all the laws of Moses. So Paul, with the other church leaders, were appointed to go to Jerusalem to address this first major issue in the church which needed to be resolved. We will speak about this briefly in the next podcast before we begin with Paul's second missionary journey. Enjoy this instalment of Journey with St. Paul. To keep up with the upcoming episodes in this special podcast series, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or at orthodoxjourney.com.